Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's message comes from the New Testament reading of 1 Timothy, as you heard a few moments ago. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the word I'd like you to think about today is the word ransom. Now, you may have not noticed, maybe you have noticed. Every song so far has had the word ransom in it. Every song that will follow has the word ransom in it. The dictionary defines the word ransom as the redemption of a prisoner or kidnapped person, of captured goods, etc., for a price. It is a price paid or demanded in exchange for something or someone else. Now, there are many movies or TV shows throughout your lifetime that have probably featured some sort of kidnapping of something or someone where a ransom was demanded. Usually the ransom is demanded by the bad guys, and the good guys are usually the ones who are expected to pay the ransom because the bad guys have taken from them whatever they are now trying to get back into their possession. In 1996, I know some of you weren't born yet, but in 1996, a movie came out starring Mel Gibson called Ransom. Anybody seen it? Any? Okay, a few of you. All right, good. In that movie, Mel Gibson is a multimillionaire whose son is kidnapped, and a ransom of $2 million is demanded for the return of his son. However, later on, after realizing that there is no guarantee that his son is going to be delivered back alive, he goes on TV and offers the ransom money as a bounty on the kidnappers, as long as his son is returned alive and unharmed. A bounty is a reward, especially one offered in an official way for the capture of someone or something else. As the movie goes on, one of the kidnappers ultimately tries to collect the bounty at the expense of all the other kidnappers. You may have heard the phrase, there is no honor among thieves. Some people will do anything for the sake of money. What was once a ransom became a bounty. And this person wanted the money no matter what it cost them, even if it cost them everything. So the question I have for you today is, what are you willing to do for that which you most treasure? Think about that for a moment. You may have some thought running through your mind now. As to what you hold most dear, that which is the most important thing in your life. And what is the price you are willing to pay to keep it as yours? We could call it a ransom. We could call it a bounty. It is the cost paid financial or not, for you to keep that which you most treasure. Now, before we answer the question of what you are willing to do for that which you most treasure, we must first figure out exactly what it is 
that you most treasure. And we do have God's word telling us, Jesus speaking these words, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what is it? What do you treasure most? Now you may have had an answer come into your mind right away. You may still be wrestling back and forth with, you know, is it this or is it that? The good news is I'm not going to ask you to tell me what your answer was. But I am going to show you three answers that I came up with that are all possible good answers you may have come up with. My three answers are God, faith, and eternal life. When we say God, we're saying that this is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, one God in three persons, each with their own distinct roles to play. God the Father, the creator of all things, who still looks after his creation today. God the Son, Jesus, the Redeemer of all of us, who died on the cross and rose from the dead for us. God, the Holy Spirit, who sanctifies us, helps us to lead a God-pleasing life, gives us the gift of faith. Faith, the second answer. Believing in God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and who he is and what he has done and continues to do for us. And eternal life, which only comes through faith. So the question then becomes, what are you willing to do for God so that he is always a part of your life? What are you willing to do in order to remain strong in your faith? And what are you willing to do to have, keep, eternal life, heaven? Now these are all connected because it's your faith in God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that gives you eternal life. And so what are you willing to do? What is the price that you are willing to pay to make sure that all of these things remain yours? That God is always in your life. That you always believe. And that you have eternal life. We could ask it in another way. What are you willing to give up for them? Are you willing to give up your Sunday mornings to come and study God's word in Bible study before worship? Are you willing to give up your Sunday mornings to come and hear the word of God and worship Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Are you willing to give up your Sunday mornings to come and receive Christ's body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins, for the strengthening of your faith, and for the assurance that you do have eternal life by faith? Are you willing to forego the comforts of sleeping in? Are you willing to give up certain recreational activities for you or your kids in order to be here? Are you willing to give up work, give up income in order to be here? What kind of sacrifice are you willing to make? 
It is important that God's people gather around his word and his sacraments. We're called to not give up meeting together, as is the habit of some. We're called to encourage one another as the body of Christ, as fellow brothers and sisters. But let's make one thing perfectly clear. The three answers that I gave you, God, faith, eternal life, these things are not only reserved for Sunday mornings. We are called to live out our faith in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, knowing that he has given us eternal life because of that faith. We're called to live that out every single moment of every single day of our lives. Are you willing to put God first above all other things? Are you willing to make him the most important priority in your life? Are you willing to live out your faith in and around all of the people in your life, even those that don't believe? You heard in 1 Timothy today that God our Savior desires all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. Are you willing to share your faith with those who don't believe? Because eternal life is at stake. Because God wants everyone to believe and be saved. And faith, which is a gift from the Holy Spirit, comes from hearing the word. And faith is what saves you. Are you willing to share your faith with them, even if it means that they will reject you because they don't believe? Are you willing to lose relationships, friendships, even family over your faith in Christ? Are you willing to die for your faith? If a gun was pointed at your head and you were asked, do you believe in the true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And if you say yes, you will lose your life. Would you say yes? How far are you willing to go for God, for your faith, and for eternal life? The answer for all of us is not far enough. The truth is none of us are willing to give up everything for God. None of us are willing to do everything that it takes to live for God day in and day out, not just on Sunday mornings. And even if we took a look at our Sunday mornings, if we look at our in-person attendance, or even our online attendance, we're going to find that none of us are perfect. And that's just one part of your total commitment that comes up short. What does every hour of every other day look like for you? Do we find that our faith is lived out the rest of the week in a great way or not so great way is our faith lived out the rest of the week does it look mediocre does it look poor does it look terrible or does our faith lived out the rest of the week look like it's completely missing you heard last week all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way all of us go our own way and we get lost as sheep. All of us turn away from God and turn towards our own desires. 
That's because all of us are sinful. Sinful at birth, sinful from the times our mothers conceived us. We have all been born into sin. And we have this sinful nature that has been passed down to us from original sin, from Adam and Eve. And thus it is natural for us to sin. And when faced with the choice of living for God or living for ourselves, we will always choose ourselves. That's because we are sinners who sin. And we are sinners who care more about ourselves than God. And when given the choice between choosing God and choosing ourselves, we will always choose ourselves. And if we continue to choose ourselves over God in all areas of our life, we will find that our faith is missing. And where there is no faith, we are no longer in possession of eternal life. There is no life in us. There is only death. And for all who sin, that's what we deserve for our sin. And it's not just physical death. It's eternal death. It's hell. And because we are sinners, we cannot get back eternal life on our own. We cannot get it back at all, actually. We are trapped in sin and death and hell. And that is what lies ahead for all of us. That is, unless someone is able to rescue us from our sinful condition. Unless someone is able to pay the price to redeem us from death and hell. Remember, ransom is the redemption of a prisoner for a price. There is one more definition according to the dictionary I intentionally left out. And it says, a means of deliverance or rescue from punishment for sin. We are prisoners to sin and death. And we need to be delivered, rescued, saved from sin and death. And as we heard in 1 Timothy today, for there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. Jesus Christ gave himself as a ransom for all. And he ended up there partially because of a bounty. The bounty, the reward that was on Jesus' head was really more of a betrayal. But it was the price that Judas was paid to give up Jesus so that Jesus would be captured. That bounty was 30 pieces of silver. And it started the events that the Jews had been looking to do for a long time. Because once Jesus arrest, was arrested, the Jews were able to put him to death. They were able to crucify him. Part of the reasoning was because all of the people had started to follow Jesus. And it scared the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. Who thought that the Romans would hear about this uprising of Jesus. And they would want to come and destroy the Jews. And as Caiaphas, the high priest, said, Nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man should die for the people, not that the whole nation should perish. He probably didn't know it at the time, and maybe never did know it. But oh, 
how true his words are. That one man should die for the people so that the whole nation wouldn't perish. We could say it in the words that we heard last week. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The price that must be paid to free us from sin, death, and hell was laid on Jesus. Jesus became our ransom. Why? So that we would not perish. Or as John 3.16 so famously puts it, let's read it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The ransom for your life, the cost to get you to heaven, to give you eternal life, was paid by Jesus. And it was paid in full with his precious life. And his resurrection from the dead proves that his payment was accepted by God and that he has opened up the door to eternal life for all who believe. And God has sent his Holy Spirit to give us faith, to believe in Jesus and his death and resurrection, to give us the assurance that we are saved by faith, and to help us live out all of our days for him. To not be afraid of what others can do to us. To not worry about what our family and friends think if we share the good news of Jesus with them. To be bold in our confession. To be bold in our words. And bold in our actions every single day. And God, who is the giver, the author, the perfecter of our faith. Who has ransomed us from death and the grave will bring our lives to completion one day when he welcomes us into heaven. God did everything in order to save you, no matter the cost, which was Jesus' life. He was willing to pay it, to give you eternal life, because he loves you, because you are his most precious treasure. To him, and no one else, be all of our glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. And now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.